This is Julio Mondragon from Buff and Chai Manufacturing, and I am William Lara with Miami Lux. Welcome to the Rennie Dolo Podcast. Today's topic is something that Chris and I, <laughs> we talked about quite a bit, uh, setting the bar. Something I'm really passionate about. I can't wait to talk uh, to all of you about this is uh, uh, some mistakes I've made through the years and, um, and, then, and then the right things I've done. Um, and, and, the, and the mistakes are still made. Uh, right, Chris? I mean, it, it, uh, you know, you're not going to, you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're going to make, you're going to make mistakes and you're going to have setbacks. Uh, but you know what? We're always pushing forward. So uh, that's the big thing is that we never stop. So we're just going to give it a couple more minutes. Uh, I don't need to be bored, not talking and rambling on, but we want to get everybody time. I'm kind of one of those that starts right on time. And uh, we want to do that this morning. So we told everybody that we'd be started 7am. So we're going to get going right at 7am. So stand by. But great topic, and uh, usually I don't take and go off of uh, – Chris and I do a lot of, of ab-living, and we just go. We just start talking. But <clears throat> this is one of those uh, discussions to where I wanted to make sure that I had some notes to share with all of you because I think it's, uh, I think it's a really, really, really um, good discussion to have, and uh, there's a lot of things. Hopefully, hopefully we can get all this stuff out. Uh, I don't know if we'll be able to get all this out or not. So here we go. We live. We ready to go, Chris? We are. We are ready to go. Uh, I'm just going to get us the uh, the right view here, but you can go ahead and get started, and I'll keep working on that. You look good right there. Well, um, they can't see me. No, we can see you. We're good. Oh, you look good. You look good. Hey, everybody. Good morning. This is Rennie. It's cute for you. <laughs> It's cute for you. That's Chris. I'll introduce you. That's me. That's me. I'm sorry. I'm I'm juggling too much here. But um, you're good. So so uh, we're gonna do a podcast. Hey, this morning we're gonna talk about setting the bar. Chris is gonna inject uh, all over the place. But the first thing I want to talk about is the starting point. Your realities is first off. If you've got kids in the room, I'm gonna caution you right now. I might my voice might get a little um, or my language might get a little colorful this morning because. It's something I'm really, 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 really passionate about. If you look behind me in the foreground, you're going to see all kinds of stuff in the background. Uh, the training center here was set up for a different type of training center. Uh, we have the National Guard up here this weekend, and uh, we did some mountaineering uh, certification, some search and rescue certification. So anytime I'm on drill, my mouth gets more, uh, more interesting anyway. But this morning of having a hot topic like this, it's going to probably, I'm going to probably warn you right now, if you've got kids around or you simply don't like uh, foul language, I'm probably going to use just a little bit. I try to keep it mellow down, but today this is a topic that I'm going to go off on. So first off, I'll, 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 I'll see what I can do to keep you kind of mellow. Okay. Try that. I didn't drink coffee. I did not drink coffee intentionally. Well, that now, might help. If it's a lie, that that's, you know, if you get going on, uh, on Soro killer coffee, it's pretty strong. So, uh, but you can see, I'm hey, happy. We, we didn't we didn't talk about what's behind me this morning. I tried something new, you know. That is your garage, dude, with the 66 Baja. Yeah, there it is. That is too cool. 
See what's behind me is our, our well, you know what, 67. They're only a year apart. Uh, oh, yeah, they're almost, they're almost like the same age. But, you know, it's amazing is I started out with a Baja Bug, <coughs> my first car. So how cool is that? Yeah. So, hey, your knowledge. Let's talk about your knowledge. Everything starts with your knowledge of where you're starting in the reality of checking yourself on where your knowledge is. Um, you know, some, uh, a lot of people say that entrepreneurs aren't born. I, I've, we, we've met those guys or we've, we listen to those people online, uh, men and women that just seem to have it. And I, I'm going to take and tell you, some people, they weren't born with it, but they're just a lot more blessed. Um, was I that person? I was blessed with certain things, but to be a, uh, a major entrepreneur wasn't one of them. We've had to develop that skill. It's been something that I had no exposure to uh, until I went out and did my own, no lectures about. Uh, I didn't really even know what a, a business owner was until I became one. Uh, it was kind of sad. So start with that. Tribal knowledge is another thing. A lot of people right now, what is tribal knowledge? Tribal knowledge is what's out there within a, a really an unknown group, uh, a group of, of people on a, on a forum, on social media. Now, you know what? It's great. There's a lot of things that have come, a lot of positive come from forums, but there's a lot of bullshit too. Uh, we'll get into that later. Street degrees. A lot of people think that, you know, street degrees, I, I love my street degrees. You know, I'm, a lot of people, uh, I'm not bashful about telling them how I grew up. I definitely came up through the ranks of entrepreneurship and business ownership, earning a lot more street degrees than I did. But I'll tell you what, having a college education, I don't even ship out the piece of paper that they give you when you graduate. I'm more interested in, on about learning finance, learning uh, about money, learning how to take in market, uh, the, the technical skills that school gives you. Not so much earning the degree, well, that's not a bad idea. In today's world, on, as expensive it is to, to go out and get a college education, we really pushed our kids to go out and get scholarships. They did it, uh, three out of the four. Uh, I've done really well. I'm proud of them. But to go into to, to huge debt for a degree, and right now, unless it's a special degree where you're going to be out and be a doctor uh, or you're going to be an, uh, a, uh, uh, an accountant or something like that, man, I'll tell you what, not, not until these schools get their heads out of your ass, uh, out of their asses and it becomes a reality uh, that kids can realize without going into debt. Back when, when I went through school, there wasn't huge debt. Matter of fact, I came out with no debt uh, and I didn't finish. I had to finish as an adult, but I learned enough. I learned enough finance and everything else behind it to really help uh, catapult me within businesses. I got to that point. Um, time for some, uh, some biz knowledge is what I call it. And what that means is, is that you know, our junior colleges are a great resource. And there's a lot of finance classes, a lot of business marketing classes that you can take, general education, just taking English, taking a business writing course, so forth, that's going to help you a lot. Dollars and cents, learning how to manage your money. This is something that so many people are absolutely horrible. They get 10 bucks in, they spend nine of it. They get 10 bucks in, they spend 10 of it. They get 10 bucks in, they spend 12 of it is that's kind of the reason, uh, uh, reasoning in a small business person's mind all too often. And it goes back to the old 90-10 uh, rule. 90% of businesses are playing house, 10% are going out and making 90% of the money. And so it's, it's time to learn the dollars and cents. <clears throat> Don't compare yourself to others. That's bullshit. You see it all over the web right now on social media. First off, when COVID hit, uh, we all saw it, but I really saw it. I heard it. I talked to people, some of the big shots in the industry, uh, and you know, that were literally within a week or two were, were saying they're, they're done. They couldn't, 
they could not afford to shut down and stay safe because uh, they would lose their business. How the hell can you be two weeks into it and call yourself, uh, you know, an industry leader and a badass and be putting all this persona bullshit out there and you're broke that quick. Really? Uh, it, it, let, let me get through something right now too. I'm sick of this. I haven't heard a lot of hate, uh, but there's a lot of hate out there of, 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 about us. You know what? You doubt me. This goes out to my haters. You doubt me. Come on over. If I'm not what I say I am, what other people say, I, am, I don't say what I am. I let other people say what I am. You want to come hang out? I'll tell you what. If you're wrong, I'll still pay for your trip. But you're going to get on social media and eat your words uh, because I'm sick and tired of you freaking keyboard warriors thinking you're all badass and talking shit. You want to talk shit? Come talk shit in person and we'll compare our bank accounts. I'm sick and tired of hearing these punks sit there and say what they are and what they're not and judging people, uh, you know, judging the people I hang out with and so forth. You know what? The people that know, know. The rest of you, you know what? You're talking shit to glorify yourself. So shut the fuck up. I'm getting tired and sick and tired of hearing it. And this is what the base is. I told you, Chris, is going to go off a little bit. This is what the base of this is today. It's setting the bar real because there's a lot of young entrepreneurs, not young people necessarily, young entrepreneurs that are listening to this bullshit online. And they're sitting there listening to these freaking fakes that are sitting there and they're living their mom's freaking guest house in the back. They don't have shit. They've never invested in shit. They don't have kids. And if they do, they're still renting a house when they're 50 freaking years old. Now, there's nothing wrong with that if you went out and take chances. But you know what? When you're sitting there putting other people down or you're sitting there lecturing any people how to be a success and you haven't gotten there yet, shut your freaking mouth. Now, for those people that are listening right now that want to be a true success, we're going to go through how to do it. Now, you know what? Here's a reality pill. It's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take some time. We've got a saying is that, you know what? I'm an overnight success 30 years in the making. 30 years in the making. Do you hear that? Because I chose a lifestyle because I chose a business I like because I chose a job that I like because I chose to do what I'm passionate about instead of going out and doing something I'd hate myself for five, 10 years from now. I could have been retired. I could have had a great corporate career. I didn't want that. I wanted to do what I love to do. And so it took me a little longer to get where I wanted to get. But you know what? I've built my little micro empire up over the last 20, 25 years. <clears throat> but it started over 30 years ago. So that's what I want to get across to you right now. First off, be real on who and what you are. If you're broke, that's okay. You don't always have to be broke. If you're not super educated, I don't care. I'm going to tell you right now, passion is going to outweigh all the bullshit and all the education. I've seen people with master's degrees get their asses handed to them by somebody that barely made it out of high school because they took the time to educate themselves and they're passionate about it. So don't flush yourself out. Don't take in, don't burn yourself out. Don't, don't take and burn your family out is that, you know, I hear all these, these gurus online that talk about this. Well, first off, I'm talking to all of you that are blue-collar workers, not somebody that, that you know what, if, you've, if you were born, and am I jealous of you? Yeah, I am. If you were born with money, yeah, because, man, I just think, what, what could I have done if I would have been born into a different situation? You know what? I probably wouldn't have done as good as I have because it just I probably wouldn't have been good with it. But here's the deal. If you were born with something and you've got some advantages, good for you, but use them positively. Don't use them negatively and use them, use them and know or realize that you've been blessed. For those that were started with nothing and you feel like you're at the bottom of the barrel 
and you got to work through, work through, work through. You know what you need to do? You need to pay attention to your life. The people that are in your life work at a good pace. Be smart about it. Work your butt off. But when it's off time, turn yourself off. If you burn yourself out, it's going to cost you success. You cannot, and I'm telling you, you're going to say, I'm strong, I'm strong, I'm strong, I'm strong. I can give you all the reasons that I thought I was strong. I could give you all the reasons in the world, search and rescue, military, going up flying and being days in the backcountry looking for people, pretty damn strong, big heart. But you know what got me was working too damn much and burning myself out, expecting too much out of me. Don't do that to yourself. These are the starting points, guys. And then um, uh, Ferraris and fakes. Again, going back into this. I didn't make my stake. I worked on a lot of jets during my career, a lot, over 4,000. But I didn't – well, I actually started on small planes. But you know what? The big money didn't come until later. I took and crawled my way up, worked my way up through the level of vehicles until the last, until the last day that we sold our, our shop. We did everyday drivers. We could make a living off of everyday drivers, a good living off of everyday drivers. There's nothing wrong with that. All these Ferrari fakes that you see out there and stuff like that. There's, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of high-end people out there working on high-end stuff that are making a good living. But the majority of them, again, 90-10 rule. 90% are playing office. 10% are making the real money. Simple as that. So real skills, real business, real relationship building. Those are all the things you want to concentrate on. So, Chris, anything to jump in on the, on the opening topics right there? Uh, that was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. We're moving fast. So my number one, second, uh, my second bar, and why my first bar did better. Here's the reason why my first bar did better. Is that I was a kid, 13 years old, I had, I had two goals. Is that I took and wanted to get my grandmother off of food stamps, and I wanted to have fun. That was my purpose. And to be honest, when I was 13, it was kind of switched. Once I got and saw the detailing bug, it was so much fun that I was actually doing it for free. But then I realized I had to go get a job. I couldn't do this stuff for free. And guess what? I got put to work, started up my own little business. In that first business, man, I'll tell you what, it was purely passion. And I was so, so happy a year later to get my grandmother off of food stamps. What that did, though, was set me up for a little bit of a struggle in business number two. I sold business number one. And here's why is the second business is I went after one thing, Chris, any idea what it was? What was my main goal on business number, number two? Uh, let's see. Money. Well, money. 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 That's, that's what I was going to say. Money. I was thinking it was a trick question at first. No, <laughs> I'm not tricky enough. So it was, you know, it was money. And the re that, and the reason that set me back was, is I'd lost the passion. I lost the primary drive. I taken and and it didn't I didn't have that that drive and I didn't understand it. So I pulled back and reset and looked at my first business and realized, hey man, it's still about cars to me. I love cars. It's about freedom. It's about taking and being able to do what I want. I was just started my search and rescue career, had a new business, and I was really into the outdoors. I was really into skiing. And so I made the the business all about allowing me to go do all the outdoor stuff and ski all over North America. And guess what? The, the company got super successful is I took and stopped taking and trying to make it a million dollar operation and made it a lifestyle operation. And when I did so, 
is guess what? The money started pouring in at a lot higher rate. Um, number one is passion. Number two, make some cash. So here's my second business and why I made it more difficult is I took and overworked. And here's what happened with that second business. As I started building the lifestyle up, I realized, ooh, I want more lifestyle and that's gonna take more money. And so again, I lost track of the passion and I lost track of my dreams. And I started allowing myself to work more and more. I went from working you know, 40 hours a week to 50 hours a week, from working Monday through Friday to be opening on Saturdays. And before I knew it is that I was extremely burned out and I wasn't doing anything I liked. So again, I've had to reset several times during that second business and, and slowly but surely I started learning lessons. Now in the third business and fourth business, it, was, it even got worse because here's why. <clears throat> I learned how to build a business. I had staff and I realized, ooh, I like this. And I let one thing get in the way and that was ego. Because I started taking and building businesses off of ego. And guess what slipped? But instead of being six months or a year of slip up, is that this time it was a big slip up. It was years of overworking and uh, not having as much fun in my life. And again, by you know, the time- I, oh, I, I was going to say, I think some of us are falling into that trap again right now, you know, being, being shut down and quarantined a little bit. Um, <coughs> we're not able to go out and do some of those things that are fun for us and that we're passionate about. And I think a lot of us are finding ourselves um, putting in too many hours on the job. Well, I'll tell you, you know, and maybe not even too many hours on the job because I know a lot of most shops I'm talking to are busy, right? So it's a great, great point, Chris, is but a lot of times we're putting our mind too much into it too, right? Is that yeah. even when we're not working, we're working. And a lot of people don't think about that. You got to back off, man. You're getting ready to go on a trip here uh, shortly, you know, and, and uh, I was hoping that all of us would be on that, you know, it's kind of a bummer, but um, you know, yeah, you've got to take your, you got to take your foot off the accelerator. It doesn't mean to put the brakes on. It's okay to coast. Matter of fact, if you build your business up, even a blue collar, a blue car service business, that business can still, when you build it up the right way, it can still run when you're gone and not cost. Yeah. That's a great point, man. So many people, this freaked a lot of people, including us, you know, we were worried. We didn't know where it's going to, we still don't know where it's going to go. Look at the news this morning. You know, I try, I don't watch my news. I read it. I've got several sources. But, boy, depending on where you go, uh, doom and gloom, sky's falling, you know? So we just don't know where it's going to go. So great point. Um, going big for someone else. You know, here's the deal is that um, when I, I, I took and sold my second company and I decided to take and go into corporate America, is I had never taken and practiced what I learned on a big number. And I'm talking, I wanted to get in there and take and deal with, not just hundreds of thousands of dollars, but millions and millions of dollars. Uh, in this case, tens of millions of dollars. And so at the ripe age of 27, I took on a new challenge and went to work for, uh, actually I was 26. I went to work for a big corporation. And within a year, I put, got, worked, worked myself smart enough and hard enough to put myself into a position where I was in charge of the division that was bringing in 12, $13 million a year. Um, it was an amazing learning opportunity and I didn't necessarily like working for somebody else, but what I learned from that, that little step back from entrepreneurship, it actually taught me more about entrepreneurship because I learned what the big guys do. I learned what the guys with the big budgets do. I learned how, what marketing departments did, what finance departments did, 
what you know all, uh, uh, about controlling their money, how how really tight they were with taking and keeping uh, keeping control of expense accounts, incoming, outgoing money. It was amazing. It was a real eye opener, and that really set me up for the next stage uh, on my business journey. And I've never turned back since. I did just shy of five years with that company. I had a great run at it. I was bored out of my mind. I just by the year four. I am. I, everybody around me knew it. I'd had it. I was at my threshold because I wanted to go out and I wanted to do something on my own. And it wasn't that it was a great opportunity. I would never, I, I still to this day, uh, I look back at it. It was a great uh, period in my life because I, I, I learned so much. Uh, it was that good. So if some people, you know, they know, oh, man, I'm not going to step back and stop owning my own business, go to work for somebody else. Uh, you know, I didn't go to work for Walmart. You know, I went, I went to work for a big company and I learned a tremendous amount. I can't tell you about your journey, but for my journey, that really worked out and it worked out really well. Um, so going from there, building my, my little empire is, again, I mentioned, you know, overnight success, uh, you know, really 30 years in the making. Here's the deal is Chris and I talk about this all the time. So many people, we just had this with two individuals is that they want to see their name in lights. They want to be famous. They want to do it now. And they go about it at all costs. They don't care what it's going to cost them. They're not willing to listen to other people. They're not willing to be mentored. They're not willing to be coached. And they go out and sometimes they drag down other people with them. And you know what? I mean, maybe you're going to be the odd case that goes out and makes it overnight and makes it like nobody else did. But I'll tell you what, I know some really successful people in, in all industries and one thing's for sure is, you know what, true success, you're gonna, it's going to take you 10 to 20 years. It's going to take you a couple decades to build an empire. Now, you know what, that doesn't mean you're not making an, a living while you're building that empire. Just the opposite. You're, you could be making a really good living. But you know what, your idea, you've got to look at what's an empire. Do you want a million dollars worth of, of, of value to your, to your name, to your, to, to, to your worth? What do you want? And do you want freedoms? And so, you know what, anybody, I'm going to tell you, I won't say this, anybody, but practically anybody can go out and build uh, and get rich, believe it or not. Uh, getting rich isn't the hard part. Having a life while you're building wealth is a whole nother thing. And so many people don't look, they look at richness and they look at wealth. And I look at it two different ways. A rich person, I don't want to be that person, man. I've gone up some of the gear you can see behind me in search and rescue and pulled some rich people off the mountain that were in really bad shape. Uh, in some cases they died uh, while we were on mission and they were miserable individuals. I've pulled wealthy people off the same situation. And again, sometimes they even passed away uh, while we're pulling them off and they were really pleasant people. They had great lives. So it was great to hear their family story. It was an honor where on the other side of it, uh, it left a big, it, they took a chunk of me out with it because it was so emotional. And I was so, I was so distraught hearing, especially one person's story, Jim's story, that it changed my life. I never wanted to be Jim. He was really everything I wanted to be until I heard his story. And then I realized I did not want to be Jim because he had destroyed everything and everybody around him. Yeah, he had a lot of money, but he was deep down. It was, he was an empty soul. It was sad. It was sad. So, I made mistakes and you're going to make mistakes. Matter sat. I don't think Chris, we ever make a mistake intentionally, but we go out and we, yeah. <laughs> we do a lot of AB testing. 
we test the waters in a lot of things, right? Yeah. And you, you know, you, you don't make that mistake intentionally, but you kind of know that, uh, that, you know, something's going to work better than the other, you know? That's so and it's, sometimes uh, it's, it's almost like a, a planned failure. You know, you've got one, you know, you, you hope that one will be a success. You know, that one will fail as a result since you're AB testing. Yeah. And it's, you know, it, it, and it necessarily doesn't take a lot of money. It eats up some of your, your time asset, which I don't like eating up time, but on the same, on the same faction, I want to take and be able to take and know what I'm doing is going to work. The other thing that we're really big into is we will invest in people. Even sometimes when we know that that investment's probably not the right thing to do, we'll take a risk with some people and it's up to those people. And there's one in particular I can think of right now. Um, if he only realized who he was getting coached by, I mean, if he only realized and he didn't because he was in his own head too much and in his own ego. And it was really sad because, you know, a lot of times we can take and help people get to another spot. And, uh, especially when those people shit on you, you know, um, it's a real sad factor. So, you know what, if you're going to go out and not listen to people, don't shit on them, you know, don't be a crap head. Uh, go out and do your own thing, but don't crap on other people uh, on your way out. That's bullshit. Um, <laughs> here's the deal, man. I, I work my butt off is that, you know, it, it, and I still do, is that Chris and I, uh, we don't take it light, man. We've got our days are packed. Uh, we're lifestyle based, but, you know, during COVID when, when everybody was having, you know, nice breaks and I was, I was seeing everybody close on there, they're bored out of their minds and man, uh, Chris, do you ever get bored? Uh, no, during uh, I didn't have time to get bored. We we worked it. We worked it hard, and we really. And that's why I'm glad you're going on that trip here next week because we we didn't have we we didn't we didn't take our foot off the. We were full throttle the whole way through. Uh, yep. There'd be finally days where we just say, "Hey, I've got to get a I've got to get a part." We went well, for seven or eight weeks. We didn't even stop on Sundays. We just kept supporting, supporting, and supporting. And you know what, if I had to do it again, I'd do it all over again the same exact way because of, of the, the messages we've got that, that, that said that we help people in different ways. And that was really rewarding to me. Um, and I know to Chris too. Um, you know, the other thing is, as I was coming up through the building stage, is I took my mentor's words as gold. Now, not all of them could I place into my business, but a lot of them I put in storage. I put them back uh, into a, a cabinet and I'd hold them there. And I can't tell you how many times, how many lessons that my mentors taught me 20, 25 years ago that all of a sudden, 20, 25 years later, I'm pulling that lesson back out and using it for the first time is that you've got to be able to take and listen to people. I look at people and who I allow to mentor me, uh, either, either directly or indirectly. What I mean by that is directly is I'll ask, I actually ask, I have a, a mentoring relationship with them. And, and, and they and I both know it. And then indirectly is maybe somebody that uh, an author or somebody that I know um, that I really kind of secretively like the way they live or the way they do business or their lifestyle or uh, how devoted they are to their wife or their family, or there's many different things. And I've got, I don't have a mentor for just business. I've got mentors for segments of, and, and compartments of my life. And it makes a huge difference. So before we move up, Chris, what the hell is that shirt? I got to ask you. Good. Oh, well, this is, um, check that this out. This is a fun one. Miyagi's auto detailing, wax on, wax off. I love that, man. 
So you always you know, work. I, I, I had to get this. My, my buddy Pete up in Northern California shared it with me. So I had to buy it because, uh, you know, Miyagi and the Karate Kid are from Reseda. And right now I'm broadcasting live from Reseda. I'll be doing so, Check you know, that that's, out. That's our claim to fame here. Uh, uh, the Karate Kid and Tom Petty. So those two things. That's not, that's not too bad. <laughs> that's a pretty good record. Uh, yeah. So, okay, so here's the deal is, is uh, what I see that wants to have me shake people and, and just really get a hold of it and do some one-on-one mentoring. This one's a great one. Uh, is chasing the next pot of gold. Is <clears throat> This is the thing is that so many people is, is, is one day is they're on to XYZ business. A year later, they're on to another one. A year later, they're on to the other one. And they just leave a pathway of destruction of all these little businesses that could have really been something and became nothing because they simply didn't stay focused. And, and Chris, you said laser focus. Yes, that's what it takes, yeah. man. <laughs> but yet how many people just take those, those, those businesses and keep thinking there's going to be something new that the pastor is going to be greener. Now, there's a difference because Chris added in here is that there's a difference on add-on services or even adding on a completely new business. But here's the deal before you do that. <clears throat> Make sure that your prime business is set and working, that it's fine-tuned and it's supporting. I can't tell you how many different businesses and industries. We just had a meeting uh, last week about another opportunity and something not directly involved in our, our current industry. We've done that our entire careers is taken and build up other businesses and other industries and it's multiple streams of income. That's not what I'm talking about. But before you do that, get on solid ground. Now, again, let me live by example. So you're not calling, you know, what do you, what do you, what do you know? Man, I tried that when I was younger and I failed and I've watched other people try it. Now, hey, man, if you're one of the hosts of the Shark Tank, um, A, they got the money. B, they got the drive. And remember that natural ability I said that some people are just natural born entrepreneurs. Some of these people were just born with a gift that not all of us were born with. Individuals at that level, they've got a gift. They really do. Uh, but a lot of it's just plain out hard work. But even that, they have a visionary gift of being able to vision it. Um, you know, it, it, uh, it applies to not just business stuff, though, too. You know, I mean, it's all aspects of your life, right? You start taking on too much, start too many new projects. And before you know it, not one of them is getting done. No, you know? it's a great point. The other thing is people don't uh, multitask very well. You know, a lot of people yeah. think they do. And, and I, I just I've seen very, very few people that are true masters of multitasking. Um, I see people that have tasks going, but the successful people that I know, uh, they concentrate really on, on, on very few things at a time, get them done and then move on. They might have different projects going <clears throat> and have time slots for working on those projects. That's a different, that's a different idea right there. Um, the other thing is, oh, look, it's shining. Is, you know, so many people, you know, I think that's why, you know, we got these uh, PNS products up here and, and people gravitate to new products and people gravitate to new opportunities. And, you know, through the years, we've tried to really, uh, really take it and bring in, if something new was on the horizon, we tried to jump into that new opportunity pretty early, but only when it made financial sense, when we had the money, we didn't go into debt and I had the time to make it work. And so I'm not saying not to go into things. I'm not saying not to use new products. I'm just saying to, to know where you're at know where your limitations are, know where your budget's at, 
before you jump into the new shiny things. <clears throat> so many people jump and they don't think about it. Um, you got to so, ask yourself, you got to ask yourself if, if spending your money on that new thing is going to really make the difference it needs to, or, or is the old thing you got going to do it, you know, going to do 95% of the job. That's exactly it. You know? And so, you know, here's the other thing stop being a squirrel on crack is fuck, so many people, <clears throat> man, they just, you know what? They're all over the place. They're just everywhere. It's like, sh calm down. Um, I, I know it, it, it's funny because you can always see from a million miles away the, the, the people that just want their names and lights. They want to be, they want to be the big influence. They, they want to be, uh, you know, the word on the streets. They want to be, I can name the, the, the people they want to be. But the problem is, is that they're all over the place and they're throwing all these different ideas out, but they're doing it in public. The thing that you don't see Chris and I do and Diane do is the, the AB testing we do, we don't talk about it, you know? Uh, we put it out there subtle, we figure out what's working, and then we go. But, you know, these, these folks that are chasing those pot of golds and that want to be something they're not right now, is that's great, but kind of put a curtain around it. You know, Wizard of Oz, I love the Wizard of Oz, the great wizard. You know, you got this big screen. And, and man, I'll tell you what, I, when I was a kid, I believed that that wizard was there. I mean, he was the real deal. But all of a sudden, you know, Toto, the little dog, pulls the curtain back, and it's this little old man controlling the sticks. And you know what? You've got to take and you can project whatever you want out there as long as it's truth, factual, and it's working for you, and as long as it's not hurting anybody else. You know, the, the other thing that really right now is, is kind of bothersome in all times in history for the last 12, 15 years is to be small, Main Street America, mom-and-pop businesses is an honor. So many of you guys and gals are trying to hide behind and build this huge corporate image that you're just, you're this huge corporation. Stop it, man. People love to do business with small business. The bigger the business gets, the least, the, 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 the less I trust it. I want to work with a small local business. I want to work with the owner. I want to take and know that I'm talking to the owner, that the, the owner's out doing the work. There's nothing wrong with that. So start realizing and take and be proud of that factor. Matter of fact, the one thing that if you're in the, uh, the if you're in the automotive business, you know, is Ford can't compete with you. The one thing they can't compete with you is the personal touch. They can't do it. They just can't. They're so big. I'm sure we used to do work for the Ford family. They would love to be able to take and have and call everybody up personally and thank them for buying a Ford vehicle. And they can't do it. The Ford family can't make it happen. But you can. So micro it that way. So what's the price? Here's the price. What's the price for success? Um, there is a price. You're going to work your butt off, no doubt. But I'm going to tell you, I, I, I just listened again to another one of the gurus, and I can't remember uh, who it was, but he's saying, you know, work your butt off now so that you, you, uh, you know, in your 20s and 30s so that you can kind of kick it in your 40s. Man, that is the dumbest advice in the world. You want to know why? Because I tried it for a little while. And you know what? I lost myself. And here's the other thing, man. I can tell you right now, every, every decade of your life is a prime time of your life. But your 20s and 30s is no time to take and give up your health, to give up your body's health, your mental health, to give up uh, the abilities to, if you've got a family when they're young, you don't want to give that stuff up. And, and, and you know what? You start damaging yourself when you're that young and you start getting burned out when you're that young. 
to come back from that mentally and physically, good luck. So I kind of tell you this, pace yourself, work super freaking hard, but work really, really smart. Chris and I both have been very honest with the burnout and what it's done to our mental health is that there is nothing else. I can't tell you how many people we've gone up and yanked off the mountain dead. I, I, through my career uh, of serving, is I've seen a lot of death, unfortunately. But you know what's messed me up more than that is overworking and overstressing myself. And so you don't want to do that. There's a price you're going to pay, and that's what the big gurus don't want to talk about and the Ferrari fakes out there they don't want to talk about. Is, is, is what it does to your mentality and what it d d does to your mind, your heart, and your soul. Don't trade your heart, your mind, and your soul for success. I can tell you, you don't need to. You don't need to. Just slow it down and realize, hey, man, I can make $50, $75, $100 an hour building my, 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 my empire. And guess what? I don't have to give up my health. I don't have to give up my time with my family. I don't have to give up me. Now, I know you say, oh, man, but I love what I do. Bullshit. I love what I do, too. But you know what? There's other things in life. And you, if you've got a single source of happiness in your life, you're in trouble. Because at some point, that single source is going to be old news. And you know what? The people around you, believe it or not, they get tired of hearing about it. They want to take a deal with somebody that's got multiple, multiple streams of interest. They want to take and be around interesting people. When you're single-minded like that, you know what? I call foul. I don't think that attracts the right people. I think when you're into different things and you serve others and you find something in your community to hang your hat on, whatever it may be. For me, it was search and rescue. It was something I absolutely loved. Uh, it, might be, it might be going down to the food banks and helping out. It might be at your local church. It might be at, it, through the Lions Club. I don't know what it is. It might be helping kids. But you've got to find another source to take and be proud of and not just your business. Chris, you know, I, 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 I fell into that uh, trap in my 20s and 30s, working in, a, you know, in an industry that I, I liked at the time. I no longer really – I'm not crazy about it anymore. But, um, you know, lots of time traveling to and from the job, a lot of, a lot of time sitting in traffic you know, I neglected myself because that time was eaten up by the job and the commuting. And, uh, you know, I'm paying for it now. I'm trying to get back on track slowly. I, I could, I could focus on it even better still, but, um, but it, it, it did that twenties and thirties, you know, kind of messed me up for my forties a little bit. Well, and here's the deal is that when you're twenties and thirties, you're a beautiful person, you're building yourself up. It's a time of self-recognition. You don't want to self-recognize with the wrong things. You want to build you up right then and there for the person you're going to be. And, and, and you're going to change when you hit, you know, Carol Shelby, I tell this story way too often, but I got to meet him. I get to brag. And I got a five minute conversation with him is I told him I felt my career. I was at a point where I was really kind of worried. And he looked at me and he goes, son, how old are you? And I said, I'm, you know, I'm just about 40, sir. And he goes, you know what? And he says, son, you're still retarded. And he says, it's, it's going to take till you're 50 to really, really be super smart. By the time you're 60, by when you're 50, you're smart. It's going to really start rolling in. When you're 60, man, you have the opportunity to make more money than you, you, you can even think of. And when you're 70, you wish you were 50 again. And you know what? That, that next 10 years, I kept thinking about that, kept thinking about it. And you know, he was so true is that um, I am smarter uh, and healthier and happier in my 50s 
than I've ever been. And the reason why is I finally stopped. I, I stopped with the bullshit. I let the ego go. I took and listened to other people. I listened to my mentors. Thank God I did it at an earlier age because there's so many lost souls out there that are in their late 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and they die with all these regrets. Not here. No way. Every time, and Chris will tell you, last year I told everybody, I'm slowing down. Is that fat, Chris? Yeah. We cranked Absolutely. it hard, man. We started a little, a little division up called Double Black. It took off. It worked us hard. Um, I was traveling all over the world with Flex, uh, lecturing with, with Double Black. I absolutely loved it. It was a great time. It served its purpose. Back, back off and enjoy. Let the team carry some of the weight. And that's what you need to do. The, the last thing I want to take and talk about in this category is constantly move the bar. And so, you know, I'm, I think of, and the reason why I put it, most pro people probably thought it was stupid is the squirrel from Ice Age. I put that little, that little uh, post up yesterday. Well, I, I laughed earlier because you, you mentioned a squirrel on crack and immediately I knew where that picture came from. It's exactly it. Is that's, that's where that picture is. I, I always watched that program. And when my kids were little and I watched that program, I always thought about for, for a time of my life, I was kind of that squirrel. I was chasing whatever that nut was at the time. And, and, and I would go off of cliffs. I would fall. I'd get stepped on by the elephant. I'd do all kinds of crazy stuff because I just wasn't paying attention to what was really around me. And if I looked around, there was trees uh, filled with acorns. And, but I was so concentrated, hyper-concentrated on that one acorn that I let all the other acorns go by the wayside. And so, you know, that, that little squirrel is always that prehistoric squirrel with the messed up eyes and teeth the mouth and everything else. He's always cracked me up for different reasons. So even last night, my 16-year-old goes, she saw the post and she goes, do you even know what that squirrel is? It's like, yes, I do. I said, are you kidding me? There's four of you guys. Do you know how many times we had to go through and endure watching Ice Age? I mean, it was a lot of Ice Age in there. So constantly, when you achieve something, go ahead and nudge that bar up again. Now, a lot of people, what they, the mistake they make is they take that bar and they set it so far up, so far up in the beginning that they miss it by miles, and then it deflates everything they have in them, and, and, and they just they quit. They quit. So set your bar depending on your realities of where it's obtainable. Maybe push it up a little further and then the next push up a little further and then keep pushing it up. You know, I have a major goal that I haven't shared with anybody. And I don't know when I'm going to share it. It's going to be soon, but I got to share it. I, I, I leaked it out a little bit yesterday with a friend, but it's, it's a goal. I don't know if it'll ever happen, uh, but I'm going to share it with somebody uh, but here I am, I'm, I'm in my 50s, and I'm scared, still scared to share some of my silly dreams of things I'd like to do with other people. Don't be, don't be ashamed of that. But what I'm looking at now is I'm not, silly to, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to share it. I want to make sure I've got my dream built right and that the possibility of obtaining that dream uh, is real. And so I've got it set in my head, and I just thought about it a couple weeks ago. And I've been looking at it and molding it. And I'll tell you what, I've had more fun looking at the possibilities. Even if I don't reach that, that goal, that dream, uh, it has enlightened my life. It's given me hope uh, because it's something that I'd really like to obtain. It goes all the way back to my childhood. And it's a great way to give back to others. So how fun is that? Is that my goal is about truly, it's, it, it's about me. 
It's about having fun. It's something I want in my life. But the end goal is about helping others with, within that dream. And so that's you know, the that, kind of stuff. I, I was going to say, nothing happens without, it, without that initial idea and that initial dream. You know, you, you're never, everything everybody accomplishes starts there. You know, and, and, and Chris, I want to tell you is that, you know, we're, we're talking about this as you look at, you know, how, how long have you, had you thought about buying a, a Baja bug? Oh, you broke up a little bit on me there. Uh -oh. How, 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 how long had you thought about buying a Baja bug? Uh, well, that's probably a bad example because I got, I got the bug to get the bug and kind of acted on it as soon as I could. <laughs> gotcha. 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 Um, but, uh, but I, you know, I searched for, you know, I didn't just buy the first one I found, you know, but, um, but I got lucky when I found this one, it was just right. So. Well, it's definitely you, but here's my point is you realize there's, that's not a Ferrari or Porsche sitting in the background. It's a Baja bug. Oh no. You've got your, what's your other car that you've got? Your collector car. Uh, it's uh, you can't really see it, but it's under this blue cover right here. It's a 68 Mercury Cougar that uh i've had since 1997 i think how cool is that so, so you've had you've had your cougar you can see right here the chevelle uh about a year or two longer than we've had the chevelle so we bought them at almost you know similar time frames yeah and 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 again here's my point to this is is that here's two blue collar guys that have got the cars they want now are they absolute dream cars for us they are that's my point. Don't live for anybody else. Stop living for somebody else and live for you. And you know what? Maybe one of those days, that's going to be a collector Porsche sitting on the backside of the Baja once you build your new house in Big Bear and have a bigger garage, you know? Inside that's, joke that's there. That's right. Inside joke <laughs> there. So don't uh, – let's go back over this. This is foundation. So you can see I'm calming down now. Is that now I'm going into the planning stages. Uh, we got through the foolish stages, and oh, believe me, chief fool right here, I still make foolish decisions, but not too often and not too big. Because I take, when, it, when I think something's going to be foolish, I take baby steps towards it, and usually my toe hits the cold water and I bail out, but I'll still head that direction. But here's your foundation steps. Know what you're chasing. Is it lifestyle? Is it money? Do you want to build a little micro blue-collar uh, empire over the next 10, 20 years. Here's the deal. It took me 30 years to build the current empire. I don't want you to take 30 years. Uh, I don't want you to take 20 years. I'd like you to do it in 15 years. Are you going to be able to do it in 10? You'll have a solid footprint on there. And again, uh, you look at the Parkers, good friends of ours. We talk about them all the time is that I won't let the cat completely out of the bag, but, you know, they've, they've invested, they saved, they invested, and they've done really well. And all I could do, all I could say is that if most people, the haters knew the fact about these two young men that are both in their early thirties now is their journey of 10 years ago, when they trained with us up until now, they're in a complete different spot. Um, they are 10 years ahead of where I was. It took me until I was 40 to get where they are. That's exactly what we want is that true. The people, the people in the industry that aren't full of shit. Listen, I don't have patience for bullshit. I'm not going to take and babysit people. I will help people when they help themselves. 
But you know what? Everybody wants a cheater way to get their foundation going. And you know what? There is no cheater way that I found. You got to build the damn thing. You got to build, work your ass off and you can't fake it until you make it these days. You can fake it until you make it for that long. Here's why. Because there's shark, it's sharks in the water all around you, man. You're going into Scottsdale market. Do you know how many badass detours there are in the Scottsdale market? Good luck. I'm not saying you can't make it, but it's going to take you a bit. Are you going to take those guys out? Probably a couple of them, you know, um, but not all of them. You're never going to be able to compete with them. Who cares? You don't have to go out and develop a brand new market. That's what a people, a lot of people, I'm not going to go after and say, oh, man, I'm going to go after the Parker's business. I don't need to. I don't want to. That's hard picking, man. That's the fruit at the top of the damn tree. I want to get some stuff where I barely need a stepladder. And so build your foundation up. Know what you're chasing. Listen, if you want to go out and make millions instantly, good luck. Never worked for me, but good luck. If you think you've got the formula and you're in the automotive industry like you are right now, good luck. Uh, I was never that guy. I'm going to tell you right now is that is I too have got a blue collar car behind me. I too have got a blue collar house. It's a pretty nice little setup. But the thing is, is that is it, it, it took me this long to build all that stuff together. Am I brilliant for what I do? I am for where I started. I am. Am I shark tank level? I got that mind. I really think I do. I could never put the dots together. It was just in, I, I just couldn't, and I'm okay with that. But here's the deal is that I've taken and, ah, sorry. Oh, everything, everything looks good here. Oh no. Somebody's trying to send me a message. They they're sending me a message saying, Hey, I see you online. What really, you know, and you're going to send me a message. Thanks. I really appreciate it. You're the dipshit that I was just talking about where the whole world's about you. Uh, God, man, it pisses me off. Anyway, sorry. So you know what? Here's the deal is that, is that I couldn't put those dots together. I want you, especially if you're listening to me in your 20s, 30s, and 40s, I don't, I don't want you to be me. I want you to be better than me. I want you to be able to put those dots together. So listen to what I'm saying. The first thing to go do in that foundation is know what you're chasing. Set the bar, reset. Set the bar, reach it, reset. Set the bar, set it, reset. But before you do any of that, go back and again, figure out exactly what you're going to do. And so I dream it, I vision it, I plan it, I execute it. Simple as that. Then go out and find mentors, true mentors, not Ferrari fakes, man. There's too many of those people out there. You know, there's too many people with these big ass shops that when the shutdown happened is that they're, they're, they, were, they were screaming that, that they, they, they weren't going to make it. You know, in the first week, okay, you know what? I def I'll defend them a little bit. They just invested in the big shop. Uh, they saw the dream. They're chasing it. The economy's cranking. Nobody saw this coming. But on the same token, if you know something about business, you wouldn't make that big investment in that massive shop without having a backup. Why leave yourself vulnerable? You can't. And so from there is don't scatter yourself. Don't take and go out and lay yourself out so much to where you're not doing anything good. And again, that includes your personal life, your home life, your relationship with your wife, husband, significant other, children, parents, brothers, sisters, friends, and the industry is, is a lot of people don't think about that. Is that, you know what, if you're in the industry and we've never seen you at events, you're, you're part of the industry, but you're not in the industry. 
is because you're not, you're not coming out and learning. And I'm taking, telling you right now, when you start coming to events and you meet other great, there are so many great people in all these great industries we partake in. You go out to these shows, man. Let me tell you, is a show of hands of who's gone to SEMA, you know? And so there's a lot of people that are, yeah, exactly. See, there's a lot of people raising their hands right now. Did you know how many times I hear people, doctor friends of mine, attorney friends of mine, serious contractors, millionaires, guys that have spent their, they built their micro empire up. They're blue collar millionaires, but they'd love to go to SEMA and they can't. They talk about it every year with me. Dang, how is it? You know, we get to play in that pool. We get to swim in that pool. Come out and join us, man. Be a part of it. It's amazing. The people are amazing, and it will change your life right then and there. And so from there, remember, as you're building these foundations, as you're taking and building your businesses, as you're building your little micro empire into a million-dollar empire, a blue-collar million-dollar empire, that doesn't mean that you can't have fun. That doesn't mean that you're not going to take and live lifestyles. It's the opposite. You're going to buy homes. You're going to buy real estate. You're going to invest. And then you're going to start, once you do those things, you're going to put money away, put money away. We just learned during the shutdown that cash is king. Put money away. Have enough to take and last you. Is, is for every dollar that comes in, put 25% of it away. If you're super successful and you're easily paying your bills, put 50% away. You can always pull some out. So there's my lecture for the day. Chris, anything else to add to this? Uh, no, but, you know, when you were talking about, uh, you're talking about the, uh, the Parkers earlier, I was going to throw out, you know, Justin Lobato is a good example too. You know, yeah. just, I can think of a hundred good examples. I really can. Justin, Justin, the Parkers, there's a lot of young guys out there that are great examples. Um, I should have, I, I could have a list, you know, off the floor to the ceiling of good examples that are out there that's happening. Justin's a great story, you know, of, of his, um, man, he was already at, when I met Justin, he was at a great spot and he just put himself into a better spot. Um, the same with the Parkers, the same, I mean, you, you talk about Harry, Harry was retired when he came out to us. He just retired out of a career and he put himself into a better spot. Bobby, same way, Doug, same way, Bill Quinn, same thing. You know, I can go through all these different people. You don't have to be young and just starting out. You can actually be through a career that you're just done with and ready to move on to the next stage. And now it's a lifestyle and put yourself into a good spot, into a completely different spot. So, all right, man. Well, so, uh, Chris, do we have any quick questions that popped up? I want to try to stay under that hour to, to kind, of, uh, kind of respect everybody's time. I know you guys are working. And uh, for those that listen to the podcast, get back and concentrate on what you're doing. And uh, we want to honor your time. We can uh, we can see if somebody's got some questions. We could bring it up, you know. I mean, oh, uh, hold on, I just got one on. Let me look at this one. Um, you know, so starting out, what would your what would your top three priorities be? Um, that's a great one. I can't, Dave, Dave, something I can't see. Sorry, can't see that far from my phone. Um, so, Dave, it's it's you know my three top priorities is again use the dream, vision, plan, execute system. What that means is I'm going to dream it. What do I want this business to accomplish? Then I'm going to vision it, which means that, you know, how am I going to go about that? What, what, what am I going to do? Is, is, it, is, it, is it detailing? Is it PDR? Is it a combination? Is it, is it PPF? Is it a combination of things? Uh, 
Then I'm going to take and plan it out, meaning I'm going to write a business plan. Doesn't need to be an extensive business plan. Just needs to be a plan that's going to include a business plan, a sales plan, a marketing plan, uh, a financial plan. Uh, the next thing from there I'm going to do is that I'm going to take in, I'm going to take in and, and pass this by a couple mentors. Um, and then the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure I'm on financial uh, footing to do so. Now I started with, again, um, I don't know, let's see if it's on my desk or not. No, I set it off. Uh, it's over in the other one. So, you know, I started with very little. I'm one of the, one of the ones that, you know, we'll have to do another, another story on my realities of starting up is hey, I, I'm telling you that you can start with nothing. It's going to be really hard, but you can do it. Uh, and, and the reason why is I'm an example of that, man. I started with, I mean, like literally like nothing uh, under a hundred bucks. And, but I, I did that and I had a lot of knowledge. I just had my feet swept from underneath me on a business deal uh, that didn't go so well. It was one of those learning opportunities that I had, and I did learn a tremendous amount from it. I came out a lot stronger uh, from that event. I wish it hadn't happened, but it's probably the best thing uh, that ever happened in my life because it gave me what, who and what I am today, and it has for you know, well over 20 years. Uh, but put yourself in a good financial situation. The other thing is don't ever take the chance of just burying yourself. When you're still not small, there's no reason to bury yourself, meaning don't go into debt, is I kept my credit cards in my pocket when I started out. I didn't want to have that debt riding on me, and uh, we did it the old-fashioned way. One tool, one product, uh, one piece of equipment at a time. So uh, there's how I go about it uh, when you're starting out. Think simple. Anything else, Chris? Yeah, I liked what um... – <clears throat> you know, going back to moving the bar earlier, you know, another podcast I listened to, um, a very popular one, you know, he, he brought up the same exact thing in, in the last couple of weeks is, you know, you end up with uh, complacency if you, if you don't, don't move that bar a little bit after you accomplish each goal, you know, you can't be, it can't be like one and done. No. And, and, and you know, it, it's funny because um, I really feel like right now I'm at the prime of my career that like, this is the best I've ever been. Um, it's just like, everything's come together. And, you know, I want people like Justin Lobato and, and others like him in it, that age bracket is, is that when they hit, you know, 40 is I want them where I'm at right now, 10, 15 years before I did it. Uh, you know, at 50, I, I felt this way for five, six years, late forties is I started feeling this way. And uh, by the time I was 48, I just, man, I just, I just felt like I, I just had reached the top of Mount Everest business-wise. And, you know, when, 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 you, when you reach Everest, it's, you can see the world. And uh, I haven't stopped seeing the world, man. I just I feel like it's on fire. And uh, to be honest, when, when Carol Shelby told me that that day, I, a little piece of me in the background was like kind of like he's full of crap. Um, and he wasn't. He was, he was dead right. But here's the deal. I'm going to tell you guys right now, if you're 30, you're still retarded. But by the time you're 40, you're going to be brilliant. I'm not going to tell you you have to wait till 50 because you don't. Is you can do it a hell of a lot sooner than I did it. And uh, there's, been, there's been people before me that have done it a lot sooner. But again, I could just never link those dots up. I want all of you to link those dots up. There's no reason not to link those dots up. You just got to start right now. Be smart. But the biggest thing, don't give your life away. Is all this overworking bullshit and all these dancing Ferraris, you know, there's nothing wrong with working on. I'll never forget after we did Air Force One the first time and we had it advertised, some lady called me up and she goes, she, she got a price on her minivan and I'm talking to her and she says, 
you know, she goes, I feel kind of silly because my minivan's not Air Force One. And I said, well, it is to you. Simple as that. Yeah. And so I like turning stuff green. And if I can turn something into a hundred dollars an hour, I don't, I really don't care what I'm working on. You know, I've had that mentality and it's worked really well. So, oops. Hey, we got it. We, we got a question here, um, do, I, and I know the answer. It's, does your business mentor need to be in your industry? And, uh, you know, I, I know the answer to that is no. It doesn't help to have one in your industry, or it doesn't hurt. But um, you want to elaborate on that? I know you have mentors, and they're not in this industry. No, you know, no, exactly. It is, is that you do want to have somebody that's, that is, is where you're going, and they're already there. Uh, in your industry, but really, no. The the biggest impact I've had is that you got to uh, is from people in our industry, from friends I've met uh, at 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 uh, different events and so forth. So that has been a huge part of of what we've done. I'm not going to lie. Um, sorry, I'm getting all these alerts, and so um, I'm not going to lie. That's that's made a huge impact. But on big picture stuff, really seeing, uh, you know, the the curvature of the earth is I've gone outside of our industry. Um, you know, we just got part of a network, uh, which I got to talk with you outline offline about Chris, when we get done with here is that, you know, something that's way outside of this industry. And so now, um, the biggest thing you gotta want to make sure of is the person understands small business is, is that, uh, big business people, a lot of times they just, they can't get their head around service businesses. So it's really important that they understand service businesses. Um, I, one of my early mentors to, to uh, Walt and Monique were out of the food industry. And then, and then um, uh, Bill and Winnie Bartell were heating and air conditioning contractors. And, and they just, they absolutely uh, changed my life. And then Vince, uh, he owned uh, Riffenberg's in a lumber yard. Uh, he's become a huge mentor to me uh, here over the past 10 years. And he owned a Ace Hardware and, and lumber yard. And so they are, they are absolutely huge to me. So, uh, no, matter of fact, I, I would tell you, encourage you to go outside of the industry uh, as well as inside. Yep. Cool. Well, hey, we're right at that number, and I like to end on time. So, hey, everybody, uh, real quick, want to take and pay the bills. I'm going to go back over if you haven't seen it. Uh, this is uh, PNS's new lineup, and so uh, we've got our our new uh, sole inspiration that hit Odor Dog or Inspiration View Glass. Coating. This is a brand new glass system uh, that we're going to be coming out with. Uh, our inspiration coating right here that you really can't see. This is our new wool pad. Is that sexy or what? Um, and then Iron Buster is our big new hit, uh, which works as dual purpose. It's both a wheel cleaner and a decontaminator for painted surfaces. So, uh, hey, reach out to us. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I got a little animated in the beginning. Uh, it's been something that's really been on my mind for a long time. Chris, and I'm going to brave Chris because – uh, this was his subject uh, topic that he came up with. And uh, man, Chris, I slept like crap last night uh, because I was so excited about talking like uh, about this. So he was, he was, he was really excited. I mean, look, these are the notes. They're yeah. all over the place. So, yeah. I mean, they're not all over the place. They're organized, I should say. Well, but, it's, it's mind mapping. I'm really big into mind mapping and um, you know, it, it, I was real excited. So, all right, guys. Hey, everybody take care. Happy detailing. We'll see you next time.